Hello, everyone. It's Kennedy with the Keeping Up With Kennedy podcast, the show where I live my life at warp speed and see if you have what it takes to follow along. Throughout our journey together, we'll learn what it really means to dream without fear and live without limits. So sit down, buckle up, and enjoy the ride. Hello, everyone. A long overdue welcome back to your regularly scheduled programming. I apologize. I have not been on my game with the episodes lately, but I am back and I am here for a yearly update. But first, I have some content from Thanksgiving with my parents who came and visited for three or four days over the weekend. And I want to begin with that content and then we can do some yearly reflections and kind of wrap up the podcast for the year. So without further ado, welcome to Thanksgiving weekend with the Williamses. Okay, hello everyone. It's the Williams clan. We are at California Adventure. We're drinking our brews. Here's Jason. Hello, fans. What's up? Here's Jen. Hey. (laughs) And uh, we're about to have a good day. If you recall from episodes past, we're bringing back Jason from the big fire hydrant debate of 2021. And how did the debate end, Jason? I don't recall, but I believe I won. I believe so too. And Jen over here to my right, she has a newfound Genergy. Will you please explain to us what that means? I'm tired. You need more Genergy. You need to get on your Genergy. You gotta get on your Gotta break out the Genergy. I know. We just cheers our wine. What What did you say at our cheers? I said cheers to a new beginning of giving thanks. Defend okay, that I quote. Have, I have nothing to defend. Nothing to defend. Why? No, it's because it's a new beginning. It's a new year of giving thanks. It's still so 2021. Cheers, but it's but last Thanksgiving now has ended, and we're starting the next year of giving it thanks. It doesn't work like that. So, so it's been, a new beginning of giving thanks. So we've been writing the 2020 giving yes. of thanks the entire year of 2021. Correct. And now we start the now new. We're, now we're, we're entering go the 2022 phase. Two phase of giving thanks. Yes. So thank you all for understanding. Okay. So mom, the people want some more content from you too. What is your quote of the day? As a wise man once said, wherever you go, there you are. Mike Brady. Mike Brady, everyone. Okay, from the Brady Bunch. We heard it here first from the mouth of Jennifer, from the mouth of of Mike Brady. Brady. Now my mom is going to share the story of why I have personally identified with the Little Mermaid Ariel since I was three years old. So I, I always had the dresses. Yes. Like, we would go to Disney, and you had to have every dress, and you would let everybody wear the Cinderella, uh-huh. the, what, uh, Belle. Uh-huh. What's the pink one? Uh, oh, that's the Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty. Uh, Aurora. Yes. Yeah. But you always had to be Ariel. Yes. Like, nobody was allowed to touch Nobody's the allowed. Ariel dress. Only you. That's me, because I'm Ariel. Yes. Right. Yep. Like, when we went on vacation. Yeah. We went We went to the Bahamas. Uh-huh. We were, like, three years old. Uh-huh. And you decided that you were changing <laughs> your name while we were there. Yeah. We'll try getting a three-year-old through customs that has changed her name to Ariel. <laughs> and so I had to, like, pretty much beat you down. There's pictures of me, like, pointing my finger at you, telling you that, telling you, you're going to say your name is Kennedy. <laughs> and they're looking at me like I'm kidnapping you from oh, the Bahamas. Oh, no. Now, in addition to the Where Are They Now series, we have a new segment on the pod. The segment. What is the oh, segment the called? Well, it's going to be called My Dad, the Life Coach. Okay, tune in next week for My Dad, the Life Coach. Also known as Jason is Super Extra. Okay, now Jason, would oh. would you say that you put the man in Manhattan? Oh, 
If there were ever a man to go into Manhattan, I have placed it there for sure. Okay. Okay, so we're at Runyon Canyon right now, planning out our world domination. And so I will be meeting Miley by the end of this year. And by December 2022, Jason, who are you going to meet? I'm going for Billy Ray. Okay, he's going for Billy Ray. And Jen, who are you going to uh, match your Jennergy with? Drake and Yay. Drake and Yay. Drake, that is Kanye West, everyone, for the people in the back. Everyone, Jen hasn't been drinking water this whole hike. Why not? Three, my body rejects water. What happens when you drink water? I get heartburn. <laughs> We're heading straight to brunch after this so we can get mimosas so that Jen doesn't get heartburn. Hello everyone, we're now in Malibu and Jen has decided she doesn't want to meet up with Drake and Kanye. Who now is on your list? Snoop Dogg. And who else? His companion, Martha Stewart. Okay, perfect. I can learn to cook. Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart. I could learn to cook with Snoop and Martha. Jennifer never learned how to cook and therefore I never learned how to cook, everyone. So thank you, mom, thank you. Mom, why do you want to meet Snoop Dogg so bad? Why would he be fun? He just seems like a good time. Because he's high all the time? I mean, maybe, but not necessarily. I agree. Snoop Dogg, if you're listening, please hit us up. I just heard that Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart are a trending hot couple. How did you hear about this, Mom? I mean, how do you not know? They're together all the time. Mmm, suspicious. They're both jailbirds, huh? Yeah, I, I believe they both met in jail. <laughs> okay, Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart met in jail, is that right? They're both ex-cons. No, no, wait. I don't think Snoop Dogg was in jail, was he? So Martha Stewart was in jail longer than yeah. Snoop Dogg. Yes, you would think that she would be, you know, maybe not the jailbird, but... You would think. Know. So we have Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg with three random people in a lineup. Who has the most incriminating record? Obviously, Martha Stewart. Dad, who do you say? Martha Stewart, for sure. What she did was heinous. Heinous? <laughs> Isn't it anus? Not anus? That's what I said, anus. I said... I thought you said anus. <laughs> what Martha Stewart did was anus, everyone. Okay, we were just reflecting on how every Christmas movie is set on the premise that one person comes into a new family and they're lying. We just watched one called A California Christmas, where this CEO man with a bunch of money comes into the farm and he wants to buy the farm and then he goes undercover with a new name and lies to the family for a week and then he gets found out and this whole thing happens. Now I'm watching this one called Love Hard with Nina Dobrev and the guy was catfishing her and now they're pretending that they're dating for a week. It's always a week's time for these Christmas movies. It's always a one week and then they get found out that they're lying. And then they end up falling for each other. And I asked my mom, I was like, mom, like, why are all the Christmas movies founded on lies? And here's what she said. Because you can't have families without lies. Now we take you to Huntington Beach where we're having a nice fire on their last night in town. And my mom begins by reflecting on the story of how I wouldn't let the girls play with the boys when I was in elementary school. When you were little, I had two people actually buy me how to raise a strong-willed child. Because apparently <laughs> you were very strong-willed and it was very noticeable. <laughs> when you were in preschool, I got pulled aside by your preschool teacher, Mrs. Dykstra. Shout out, Mrs. Dykstra. And she told me that I needed to talk to you because you had told all of the girls in class that you would not be their friend or play with them if they spoke or played with a boy. And there you have it, folks. Don't speak to boys. Okay, wise tips with Jen. Okay, so there are certain things that you need to remember in life. Okay. Number one, when you chug and chant, you can't call me mom. 
Okay. Wash the club off before you go to church. Oh, I was told that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Do you want food? No, it ruins the buzz. <laughs> yes, food always ruins the buzz. And then you know what would make this juice better? Vodka, it makes everything better. I said that just at the store about two hours ago. And then stalkers aren't worth the free meal. Stalkers aren't worth the free meal. We're talking to you, Nick Hayes. <laughs> okay, so this one time when we were getting ready to go to church in the morning, I look at you and you have stamps and a bracelet on your wrist. And I had to say to you, excuse me, you can't go to church. You have to wash the club off before you go to church. This is how I was raised. I wash the club off and then I can go to church. Correct. Okay, now we have our first edition of a new segment called Life Tips with Jason. And Jason, can you give us kind of the story of what the people can expect from this segment uh, going forward and your first life tip? So, well, this, what the segment's going to be is because, you know, I have probably twice the life experience of most of your viewers. Yes. So you can use me as a resource to um, how to solve problems or if there's certain questions about life like what we'll do is we'll talk about that and I'll give you advice on how to work through the segment like if your boss at work is a bully and I'll, I'll help you um, with how to get through that situation. Okay, everyone. He knows because he is the boss and they say he bullies. So, yes, I have the lots of experience. I am okay. the boss and I've been called a bully. Okay. So I know both sides. That's to tell you that I know both sides of the equation. So you really should listen to Life Tips with Jason. Okay, we're really going to listen to Life Tips with Jason. Okay, and it sounds like uh, you have some life tips for something similar to toxic leadership. Toxic leadership. Yeah, like where your boss is the bully. That's the term they use these days for my boss is a bully. That is some toxic leadership. Okay, so yes, my boss is sort of a bully Okay. as a toxic leader. Yeah. So yes, I can talk about that in the future. Now my dad is going to reminisce by the fire and tell another story of young Kennedy. Uh, okay, he was thinking about the tax, everyone. Okay, so yeah, back in the day, I don't know, you were like three or four maybe. I don't know. You get on these like, I think you had the Oshkosh by gosh overalls mm -hmm. and these really round glasses. For some reason, you wore these glasses in the house. Yeah. And I don't know they're why. My they're my house glasses. Uh, your house glasses. Yeah. <laughs> and you do this weird dance and you'd you'd start singing mictac, mictac. And yeah. we didn't know what it was, so we just called it the MCTAC, and you did it all the time, and it was super funny. What What did the MCTAC look like? Um, it looked like, have you ever seen the episode of Friends where Phoebe runs out and she's got her arms flailing and waving around in a circle? If people have seen that, um, it was kind of like that. Oh, we've actually seen that. I just witnessed that with mom the other day. This is a perfect segue into yes. our next story, okay? So MCTAC was very much like a mom, Phoebe, running with the arms flailing, but okay. you did it in place. Oh, I did it in place. I wasn't moving. Yeah, it was a you, stationary- moving, But your arms were moving. With, with a feather boa. With a feather boa. Yes, correct. Oh, okay. okay. Sometimes two. Sometimes two feather boas. And, now, and, now that's and, entertainment. And her would, high heels. Remember she'd wear the heels. You could wear the heels, Barbie but heels. see, what it would do is Barbie I, I, I would okay. race you up and down the hallway in your little red, um, little tykes red car. Oh, we would race, yeah. After you're done with your racing, that's when you get out and MCTAC. Okay, we would have the race and then I would win the race and I would celebrate with a MCTAC. That's correct, yes. Okay, okay. Victory dance. Victory dance.
Now you see, I do think I learned the MCTAC from mom because I just saw it when we were trying to find our car. Can you please enlighten the listeners on what happened when we tried to find our car after our first excursion to Disneyland? It was horrible. We searched for what, two hours? Two hours of searching, then we found an Uber. Yes, because I was ready to cry. I was good. I was good for most of the time. She was good for most of it until I saw she was about to cry. Yeah, and then she told me, we just got to get there. And the parking attendant overheard it. So then he decided to give us a little bit of advice on how to get to our car. Yes. So, so he asked us where we parked, and I wanted to dropkick him into, you know, because he was... Do we look like we know where we parked, sir? Had, had <laughs> we known where we parked, we wouldn't be searching. Exactly. So anyhow, he proceeds to say, where did you park, which you said... I said, we don't know, sir. I'm looking for the 3D. Yes, and that's all we knew. That's all we knew. I looked up. I'm like, it's a yellow sign, 3D. Perfect. Bam. Good to go. Let's make it. We seriously didn't even look when we were going out of the parking garage. We were so excited to we get to Disney. We were so excited to get there that we didn't look at what lot name we were on. So the parking attendant decides that he's going to help us out because mm -hmm. I looked pathetic. Mm -hmm. And Kennedy was trying to stay positive. Right. The moment mom lost it was when she's just begging me to get a new Uber. And I'm like, mom, we don't have a location. If we knew where the car was, we would just go there. We don't have a location to send the Uber to take us to. And that's when she lost it. Yeah, because I thought <laughs> I'm never going to see the car again. So I was ready to Uber back to the apartment, not necessarily the car and figured we'll find her eventually. Right. We'll find her eventually. I had work in the morning. I was going to Uber to work, just, you know, hang out. I knew how to actually get there. I just didn't know how to get back. Yeah. So... Anyhow, so the guy, decided, he asked us if there's a shuttle. And we're like, yes, yes, there's a shuttle. There was a shuttle. There was a shuttle. So he says, that's Toy Story. So we finally knew the name of the lot. Yes. It's the Toy Story lot. Yes. Yes. So then he tell, proceeds to tell us that, what was it, an hour walk to get back? Because we we're on the total opposite side of where we needed. Yeah, so Disneyland is pretty big. And we ended up on the opposite side of the park. I was trying to find the parking lot we were at. And turns out every parking lot looks like a big rectangle. And so I thought I saw our rectangle and it was actually the Disneyland Hotel parking. And so the Disneyland Hotel is on like the southeast side and we needed to be on the northwest side of the entire park, Disneyland and California Adventure included. So we had to, we would have had to walk <laughs> back because we were past we were over to like the parking garage so it was a ways up to the disneyland hotel mm -hmm. then it was a ways down downtown disney then mm -hmm. we would have to go through the main area and then out to the car and then like maybe take the shuttle with all the karens or like huff it for another 30 minutes and walk and we forgot to mention we're carrying probably six bags of things Oh yeah, I went a little crazy. I got a lot of things. I got a lot of knickknacks. I got Disney drunk. You did. She calls yes. it Disney drunk, everyone. Because you yes. got a little crazy. I got a little crazy, you but bought, guys, like I needed it. You bought an Ariel doll. I bought an Ariel doll because I needed it. I'm going to hand it down to my grandkids. But it has no clothes. You didn't buy any clothes. For it has a mermaid suit. It comes with the clothes I need it okay. to have. Okay. Yeah. Anyhow. So we ended up, the guy says it was an hour, and he, by the look on my face, that's when he said, <laughs> yes. well, you can catch an Uber over at the, <laughs> at the Disneyland Hotel, which we did. Right, so he gave us the pin drop, and then we finally made it to the car, and that's where we come back full circle to I took a video of when we finally saw my car, our trusty steed, Jan. We I saw it. Happy. I was so happy. I started running. She was running. Her arms were flailing. 
They were flailing. They so, were flailing. So was my hair. I have it on video. The hair was flailing. The arms were flailing. If you're listening to this and you want some quality content, just hit me up for the video. Yeah, it's pretty good. Now, we come back full circle to Life Lessons with Jason for the first installment of Bad Bosses. I've been working since I was like 13 years old. 30-some years of mm-hmm. experience in this arena. And yeah, my boss is a big one. Okay, so what does he do that makes him so bad? He really like like talks down to you and he makes you feel like you're worthless even though you've been busting your ass for 60 hours a week for him and for his company. And mm-hmm. then yep, he makes you feel worthless. Sounds familiar. <laughs> so what you do, what I have chose to do is... I only talk to my boss when I need something or when he contacts me. I don't contact my boss for anything other than when I absolutely need something. You don't want to contact your boss. (laughs) No, you never befriend that bad boss. Befriend the bad boss. No. And that's that's a moral that I learned from Jen, too, when I was going through a rough patch. You don't be friends with the people you work with, right? That's correct, unless it's Karen. Unless it's Karen. Karen Noel, shout out, and Dave. You be friendly, but you don't be friends. Right. You always be friendly in the name of professionalism, but you never be friends. There's a distinction. Okay, everybody, we were just ordering drinks, and me and Jen just got the duo green flashes. What did you get, Jason? I got the extraordinary. You aren't going to believe they even have this on the menu. It's cool to be old. Okay, the it's cool to be old includes Maker's Mark bourbon, orange, cherry, and house-made bitters. Everyone, it's cool to be old. This skirt skirt is a SOS for Ruby Weaver. Like, where were you? They were coming. Ruby, where were you? Yeah, Ruby, um, I was really missing you because I came all this way to the Joe Bros. Yeah. And, like, I know you were only coming from, like, half as far as I had to come. But, I, you know, you said you were coming, so I came. And Ruby, you told us on 1026, that's October 26, you were going to be at the Joe Bros concert at the Hollywood Bowl. And we were waiting outside the doors for you. And what does Jason have to say about that? I was fairly disappointed. Um, so, you know, you'll have to redeem yourself. Ooh, Ruby, sounds like you've got to make up for some lost time. I think I smell another improv comedy show in the works. Okay, so what have I been up to since I dropped off the face of the earth all month? I'm so sorry, everyone. I have been quite busy. I'm just going to be straight reading from my planner and giving you some little updates on how my December has gone thus far. First, I went to Vegas the first weekend of December with some friends, and it was very fun. And then I went on a little boat cruise around Newport Beach to see all the fancy houses and their Christmas lights on a little boat, and that was really fun. And then I went to Santa's Ho 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 Down at the ice rink on Huntington Beach, and that was also very fun. And then I went to a wine and plant event sponsored by uh, I the Queen Wines, which is my favorite wine company. And then I, what did I do? I flew to Boise the following weekend to go to a friend's graduation from college. So that was really fun. 
And then, then it was just the weekend after that was just Christmas. And I spent Christmas with my friend Sydney and her man Bram. And that was really fun too. And now it's the day after Christmas. So, I mean, other than those weekend events, I've just been working all day, every day. So that's that. I definitely probably could have got this episode out a lot earlier, but I really do think that the holidays are a really good time to just focus on your loved ones and on your friends and your family and to really just take that time to not focus on so much of what we do day to day, but really focus on the things that matter. And by pushing out this podcast every week, you know, it does take time out of the time that I can spend with other people. And I wanted to save the time that I had to be with them. This week's Where Are They Now is gonna have a little bit of a different twist on it. This one is gonna focus on a different concept of where are they now. This isn't a long overdue star I'm gonna introduce us to. This is Alex Cooper's best friend, Lauren, from Call Her Daddy. And Lauren recently just deleted all of her social media. And I think the biggest flex of a where are they now segment is the fact that we don't know where she is now because she's off the grid. She's off the gram. She's not snapping. She's out there living life on her own terms in her own peace of mind. And I think we can all learn something from this. I would highly, 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 extremely recommend that you all go listen to the Call Her Daddy episode from November 30th titled How Social Media Ruined My Life. It will probably give you a new perspective on things that I have personally been dealing with for a long time and we're finally seeing through all the, you know, bullcrap of social media bullies. I'm just gonna give y'all a couple quotes that Lauren said in the episode. People would always call her a loser and she's like, you're not a loser unless you call yourself a loser first. (laughs) So I thought that was funny. She digs deep in this episode and And she talks about the people that were bullying her. And she said that these people were literally kicking me while I was on the ground. And I don't know about y'all, but that is something that I can relate to. And she also said, wow, some people are just miserable and mean in the world and don't let them get to you. And so Lauren kind of discusses how she never had to learn this lesson in middle school. Like people were never really that mean to her until just recently. And I personally had to learn this lesson in middle school. And I have still had people up until this summer doing the same thing, just exponentially worse to me. And so I I don't really get why people people are so miserable and mean and narcissistic in this world, but, you know, that's not something that I have the power to control or really care to do so anymore. And I think Lauren's on the same page there. Just let mean people be mean and give them the space that they need to be awful. And so Lauren also discussed how she's closing out the trolls. And if you just cancel social media like all the troll all the bullies just kind of cease to exist in your mind and like the less you think about it the less it exists in your mind everything that affects us so deeply is really just a product of our imagination isn't it 
And Lauren also discussed how she takes photos when she goes out, you know, still. But she just needs, like, one photo. And she's like, I'm just sending it to my mom. I don't even have to post it anywhere. A lesson I took away from that was take photos even, like, just to send to your mom so that she knows you're out there, you know? So that was what I wanted to reflect on from that episode. And I think what I started thinking about reflecting on my own thoughts from the episode was really your brain can be your greatest enemy or your greatest asset and only you can choose which one that will be so you can either let your thoughts about what other people think of you about how insecure you are about all these different things affect you every day in and out and that's what you focus on or you can use your brain to tell yourself like hey I'm confident I am worthy of the position that I've been put in I handle this the way it needs to be handled and I've done the best that I can do I may have made some mistakes but I learned from them and I'm gonna use my mistakes as an asset so that I have learned from them and don't make them again in the future. And your brain can easily choose one of those two paths. And so many people just choose the harder path that just makes it harder on everyone. And I think that's our lesson of the week this week. Use your brain as an asset. Use your mistakes to your advantage. Whatever you do, you're learning and you're growing. And the only way that you fail is by not learning and growing from the supposed failures that you make you know like you're still here you're still alive you're you've survived and let's let's choose to thrive everyone and with that we'll see you next year after what is sure to be a new year's eve filled with nothing but surprises (laughs) 